gay if I take a male penis, insert it into my mouth, suck on it for a minute, take it out of my mouth, and then declare, I love male penises in my mouth. I am definitely gay. Mm-mm-mm penis. Just, just wanted to throw that out there for you, a little is it gay question. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening, and welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Simon. And I'm Harrison Left Eye Lopez. Happy New Year there, Harrison. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Is this like a new uh, like a pop group you're starting here? Scottish versions of TLC songs? Yeah, you know, I, I felt like, you know, TLC had a real positive message that I feel like these, you know, millennials and these uh, indigo children could really use today. I could you know? see that. I, yeah. I, you know, I could see that. It's like Don't in, reach for the stars. Just, you know. Just be yourself and well, appreciate yourself. You just have low expectations in life. I think that's how you have a good year. Yeah. Like a lot of people were freaking out about 2015. People were like, ah, oh, it was the worst year ever. It sucked. It's like, you know what? Just lower your expectations. You're no. not going to meet an attractive woman. You're not going to get a promotion. You're not going to be able to find a dream job. Just lower your expectations. You'll be happy. Well, I, I mean, yeah, my year was kind of like that. Um, and it, it I but was What not- year isn't like that? I don't know. I've had good years. You know, I've had years where a bunch bunch of good stuff happened, you know? I think it's rare. Mm. But then again, I have lower expectations. It's not like I'm thinking, oh, this is a year sick and wrong is going to be the biggest show on podcasting networks. It's like, no, I, I, I don't think that. I think, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have our lackluster um, reception to our, mm. our, our shows each week. Though I am starting um, to get benefits from, uh, from it, like... Uh, like about a month ago, the uh, LA Chamber of Commerce came to my door and they were like, yeah, if you don't uh, host a podcast, in Lo- we're going to have to ask you to leave Los Angeles. Oh, you almost got escorted out of yeah, the city I for that. Yeah, I almost got escorted out. And I was like, read it and weep, assholes. I got this fucking one, so Official fuck off. podcasting card. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. You get uh, like 10% off of breakfast at Denny's. I don't yeah. know if you know that. I didn't know that. It's a podcasting secret. Hmm. Um, and I don't even want to tell you what you get from Baskin Robbins. Hmm. Um, but no, you have other benefits though from uh, sick and wrong. So I've heard uh, off air people. I was chatting with uh, Harrison because I hadn't seen you for a couple weeks. It's been like what two weeks? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you you went back east. I went to so the east you weren't coast. on the uh, the uh, show we did last week with Steele and uh, and uh, Wackerly because uh, you were back east with the family. For well, Christmas. It, was, it was you were doing it like a few hours before I left for the airport. Yeah. And I had an ex-girlfriend going back into rehab. It was a whole, there was a lot of stuff going on. It was complicated. It was people. complicated, yeah. There's some complications. I mean, I, I've had so much happen that I can't even get into it all in this podcast. But the one thing I do want to bring I'll up, I'll let you though. choose. I'll let you choose, right? All right, all right. Okay. Let me, let me see here. Okay. I got my ex-girlfriend, Babs, who just got out of rehab and is going back in and is back in rehab now. 
uh, and that drama there, right? That that is dramatic. That is dramatic. Uh, I have another ex in Rhode Island that I spent some time with, whose child I'm about eighty percent sure isn't mine. Okay, eighty percent's a high percentage, but twenty percent. Twenty percent, I'd say. Yeah, you're questioning. Yeah, you know. And uh, I uh, hooked up with a listener. And I say, I say, listener. I I would never call our sick and wrong listeners fans. Do, do I have to buzz on the topic that I want to talk about? Yeah, you do. It's a, it's a choose your own adventure. Right here, I think okay, uh, right. this this topic that uh, of hooking up with a fan, which I am unbelievably impressed about, mainly because you've only been doing the show since October. It's true, and you're already pulling ass from it. I mean, I only I don't do it's creative impressive. projects unless there's a possibility of me getting laid. Because what else? <laughs> That's the only reason you you uh, write comic books. What else am I going to do? Go on Tinder dates and sit there in a restaurant and pretend like the world hasn't fucking broken me in half? No, I'm not going to do that. So I want I want to know how this. Let's let's get back to the beginning. You're yeah. in you're in uh, Rhode Island visiting the family for Christmas. Yeah, you're in there, and uh, but meanwhile. This wasn't something that was spontaneous, right? Like a Tinder thing or a Facebook. It was, or is it something that you had like built it was, it up was over someone, time? You, yeah, it was someone I had been talking to over on time, my right? uh, my uh, fake Facebook or my whatever Facebook, you know, sick and wrong. Your Harrison Podcraftstein Facebook. Harrison P Lovecraft. A P Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah. Surname change. Yeah. Uh, so she had uh, she messaged you, right? Yes. And uh, it just kind of blossomed into this romance. Yes. And uh, whoa, so what happened? You you went and met her? Was she in Rhode Island or is she another East Coast city? Did you have to travel? I'm going to uh, politely decline questions related to geography. Geography. Okay. okay. So we'll just say that she was somewhere on the East Coast. You yeah. didn't have to like drive to Chicago. I didn't have to drive to Chicago. Uh, that would have been thankfully. A, that would have had. I mean, she would have had to have like a great ass for that. Yes. Do you think so? Absolutely. <laughs> or you, it would have had. A- to be- and and. Certain proclivities. Ah, yes. Peccadillos. I can you know see what I'm that. Saying. Certain proclivities that mm-hmm. would uh, warrant you making a a, a a sojourn all the way out to Chicago. It's a fair. honey trap for old Harrison. So what? So what happened? You 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 arranged a meetup, a a rendezvous. Oh yes. Trist. I got a I got a hotel. Wow, Harrison. What what, what kind of like for days in or like a fancy hotel? It was like somewhere in between. Hotels can be expensive on the East Coast. They can be expensive on these. Apparently, there's some app that I that you can use called Hotel Tonight, Hotel where you can book last-minute hotels for cheap. Dude, I'm gonna actually and add that not, to. I'm I w- gonna add that to my phone right now. Yeah, they're not a sponsor. I wish they were. I just gave them a you know. But that, that's a big plug. There you go. And if you're into prostitution, plug. I imagine it'd be very beneficial. Oh yeah. So you get this hotel. You get some champagne. You get some flowers. No handcuffs. I went to Target. Ooh, rope. I picked up some rope. <laughs> picked up some clothespins, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Wow, so you had all your gear. Do you have like a do you have like a suitcase like like Dexter of just all your crap? Here like I do. I mean, I didn't out there, so I had to improvise, but here I do. I have a suitcase full of all sorts of terrible things that uh, there's two different women in Los Angeles who I have a deal with where if I ever die, they have keys. They come into my apartment. They take the suitcase. They throw it in the garbage without it. looking inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
That that's good. Wait, they they made a pact that they wouldn't even take a peek. Put it out the airlock. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even want to know no, what's in you that don't. suitcase. Nobody yeah. wants to know. You don't want to know. So we had to improvise here. Make I like a impress. travel case, a yep. travel pack. Yep. So what's in uh, Harrison's travel pack of uh, fun? Nothing. Nothing crazy. Duct tape. Um, no, I didn't use duct tape because um, duct tape's a little. It's best to use that fake tape that looks like duct tape. Duct tape can get sticky and bad. I didn't even know there was a fake duct tape. Though there is. Shows how much I know. There you go. So you get your you get your rope. You get your uh, what do you have like rubber cement. Um, yep. Uh, pantyhose, rub- pantyhose masks. Rubber cement, <laughs> uh, pantyhose masks. Some glitter. An Obama mask, a candy necklace, a slide whistle, and a Dracula wig. All right, that that yeah. that, that sounds hot. But no, seriously, clothes pins, and uh, I think I got an old T-shirt, and I made a gag from this T-shirt. So gag from the T-shirt, yep. rope, and some clothes pins. Yep. That's all you need. That's a good fun pack. Yeah, it's fine. So you brought all that stuff, and right. uh, did did you go out? Did she just come straight to the hotel, or did you go meet her? Had a drink first. Had a drink. Couple drinks, yeah. Um, was there a scenario discussed, like a kidnapping, abduction kind of thing? Nothing, no like role-playing-y scenarios. Yet. Yet. But it was a little, you know, there's a little like kind of acted resistance involved. Ooh. Nothing all the way full on deal, but you know, there was So some... was there have you heard have you ever heard of that term Fuhrer contact? Fuhrer contact? No. Like what was that when you sort of use a Ouija board to contact the ghost of Adolf Hitler? No, people people described it as uh the effect that they had when they saw the Fuhrer go by. It was like there it was almost like this like paralysis, but a shock but also a pleasant sensation because they were just like, the Fuhrer came by and they were so excited to meet him. Did this fan have a similar reaction to meeting you? No. Like, did, did she see you I and should was like, not. I need an autograph? Uh, well, I think I'm actually, I, I, luckily, at least at this point in my life, I'm actually better looking than I am in photos. I don't photograph well. You know, I actually have yeah. that problem. Yeah. Well, I'm not even that good looking in real life, but I'm saying in photos, I can't, mm. I don't know how to, to smile properly. And plus I set low expectations. I believe I described myself as looking like a perverted giant. <laughs> perverted giant. Yes. Hmm. So then. I'm going to have to think about who you look like to me. Okay. I'm not sure. I'll have to get back to a you. A lot of people say Jason Siegel. Yeah, actually, you know, that's good. Jason Siegel, but on, on like heroin. Okay. Yeah, you know, like a drug addicted Jason Siegel. Mm-hmm. Because he's kind of like, you know, freakishly tall. Right. You know, but you also have that kind of hangdog expression. I do. But then again, you have like, you know, a, a visage ravaged by drug use. I mean, let's, you know, <laughs> not, it's not that bad. I'm just being descriptive here. Okay, but anyway, right, right. but that being said, in photographs, I don't think it comes across. I think when they see you, it's like, you know, I think it's a little bit different. So was she shocked? Was she like, oh my God. You're so much better looking in person. No, she didn't say that. No, she didn't? No. Would you have been upset if she did? No. All right, well, that's good. Women have been known to say that. So when you, when you met her- This particular woman did not. So was it, was it obvious what's going to happen, though? Like she knew oh, yeah. she was going to end We'd up- We'd been talking about it. There'd been- In the hotel. Picks exchanged. The t-shirt gag. Over the phone, you know? Oh, all right. Yeah. So there were some sexy pics. Oh, yes. Wow. Oh, yes. So then how, how, did, it, uh, how did it play out? Was it good? Oh, it was great. It was great. It was great. Yeah. All night. No, but it was you know several hours. Several hours of fun. Oh, it was fun. And then what about at the end? Was it just kind of like, all right, see you later. Here's a breath mint. Or- it was a little like because at first she was like, I want somebody to like really just 
keep me helpless and, and torment and tease me for hours and hours and hours before we actually fuck. And there was, there was definitely some of that, but then there was like, both of us were kind of like, we just need to fuck now, you know? Kind okay, of so it was like, you yeah. know, you're both like uh, turned on, oh, let's yes, just yes. do this. Um, was she a uh, submissive? Like, did she like... She was she a like, submissive, yes. Did Was she like the type of submissive that liked to be insulted or just tied up and spanked? Like, what, Insulted what kind of a little bit. She likes a lot of verbal... Verbal uh, abuse? Verbal domination. Not necessarily abuse, but verbal domination. Interesting. A little bit of... Nothing crazy, I'd be but so bad at that. Calling her bitch and that kind of thing and... Uh, like verbal, you have to be like fuck you bitch here's a gag bah. yeah and just like well I, I don't think I say fuck you but it, I, I'm more subtle you know there's a lot of whispering put in this the, Ronald Reagan mask on whispering like in her ear yeah exactly like that do you that. use that kind of voice or do you use like a like the same kind of voice you're talking about well it depends on if I'm wearing my Henry Kissinger mask or not first of all <laughs> but second of all I you know I whisper in her ear you know things like about how I own her and how I own that ass in various different Ooh. parts of her, that kind of thing, you know? I, you know, I and, should do and that more often. And talk about how helpless she is, stuff like that. They love that. Oh, okay, and that's, and that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. All right. So, so you're not doing, like, personal insults. And I'm in a mode. Yeah. I'm not even really consciously thinking. I'm, like, in reptile brain city when, so the, the, when at this, this is point, going on. at this point, you're in character. Yeah, I am. Wow. Harrison, I'm, like, I'm like Heath Ledger playing... No. Like Harrison I'm like, the Dominator. I'm like Jared Leto... Ooh. Eating at craft services while filming Suicide Squad as the Joker, Ooh. or nothing yeah, like I that. Yeah, I can see that. Whatever all right, all right. Yeah. So, uh, so it was sexy. It was a sexy encounter. Oh, and it was it, very now, sexy. How did it end? Did it just did uh, did she like leave without saying goodbye? No, no, no. She spent the night. Spent the night. Spent the night. Um, had breakfast. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was great. Um, was she tied up during breakfast? No. Oh, okay. So she, her limbs were free. Yeah, I didn't have to feed her breakfast. Well, <laughs> is that part of it though? Have you ever had to do that? No. No. Oh, okay. That's just no, because in the morning it's you know. I mean, we did. We woke up. We had sex in the morning. That was cool. Normal sex or S and M style sex? No, like rope involved because it's like I'm half awake in the morning. I, I, I sleep very poorly. So when I, you know, when I wake up. I like having sex in the morning, but the woman generally has to be like, come on, come on, uh, you know, and then get me into the, it takes, a, it's, it's a little bit of work. I'm, I'm, I'm awful in the morning. Right when I wake up, mm. there's morning wood, but then it fades. And then mm. as soon as I smell morning breath and I'm not even, ta- I'm smelling my own morning breath. Ah, yes. That's oppressive. Well, the, but the thing is you don't need to get into the whole ropes thing. I mean, I have big, long, strong fingers. I can actually hold this girl's, restrain this girl's arms oh, behind her arms, back yeah. with one hand wow okay yeah. all right so then yes yeah. so you I don't even big, need the uh the, the i have big nosferatu hands that have grown strong from playing the banjo mm. um which yeah, I, p- people don't know that which, but uh we, i think you mentioned that a couple yeah. weeks ago but harrison's a banjo player hopefully i didn't mention that in the encounter because i probably would have shut everything down right away did you write her a song afterwards no oh, okay no. Maybe, maybe later maybe later yeah so it sounds like uh, that's a hell of a way to uh, end 2015. You said 2015 was, was a shitty year, but this it was a shitty. It was cool. a good way to end it. You uh, banged a groupie. She enjoys being uh, slapped in the face quite hard. A sick and wrong groupie that likes to be dominated. Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I think Harrison, this is the first of many. And first she of also many. another big turn on. One might even say an aphrodisiac for this woman. And I would imagine I'm going to just go ahead and extrapolate this to a lot of female fans of the show. Making fun of you 
Oh. Turns them on quite a bit. Yeah, I could imagine. I, I'm thinking actually that works on both sexes. Uh, Probably, you know? yeah. I, like, I would. I would say so. I would say, in, mm. if you had like found her mm-hmm. and you were leaning forward, whispering in her ear, yeah, things about me, like right. making fun of me, I think that would have turned her on. Well, I know? did. I did that in the morning. Oh, good. Yeah, good. I, I That's was like, good to know. <laughs> I was like, before you do a podcast, you should gargle with salt water like me, D. Simon. It's and what I, said. I bet you, yeah, but I bet you that like immediately made her moist. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it works. You know, it works mm-hmm. like that. And by the way, people, uh, gargling salt water is something I learned from the rabbi. The rabbi. The rabbi passed that down to me. It is a a very effective way before, to prepare yourself before for having a, a frank discussion about suffering. <laughs> Imagine he about, did a lot of uh, sermons about about suffering. the afterlife. Mm. That's a, and reading Talmud. That's what me and my father spoke about. And Israel. He uh, wasn't uh, too fond of the Palestinians, uh, surprisingly. Yeah, I guess that's... Um, so, yeah, that, that, I can see that being an effective aphrodisiac. Um, ridiculing or mocking D. Simon in some way. I, I can imagine that being a sexy, sexy thing to do. But to be honest, I was a little nervous about this counter beforehand, you know? Why? I don't know. Sometimes with a new person, I get a little nervous, you know? Even and I felt like just talking about my various exploits on the show... That I was like setting up a whole thing I had to live up to, um, mm. so I was a little nervous, but it went fucking great. I loved it. You know, I, I gotta say I am impressed, and I think it's a hell of a way to end the year. Yeah, I thought, and I, I think yeah. I, I'm predicting it's first of many because Harrison, you're you know co-host of a world famous podcast. I mean, I, I do get some saucy messages from British housewives, so yep, that's so, a thing uh, that happens. So people, there will be. Uh, some more stories in the future and in the meantime take note of uh, Harrison's travel fun pack yeah it, uh, pleases the women it's like the travel S&M kit right I like yeah. that I like that I mean it did involve going to Target which is just the worst you know yeah but it is kind Absolute of funny worst. that uh, you know their parents they're shopping for back to school supplies and meanwhile you're shopping for <laughs> torture kit you know Harrison's torture well I'm kit, asking because like of course I can't find anything so I'm asking people <laughs> but I'm asking people like different people in different corners of the store because I don't want them to put the picture together of what I'm getting that that makes sense yeah so I'd be like where's the uh, clothes line and then I'll go to the other place so it's like clothes pins also yeah we you know, I had to, it's I a went, whole thing. I remember one time going to Home Depot with a girlfriend because mm. we were buying rope. Uh, she liked to be tied up. And I remember asking the guy like, hey, uh, which rope is less likely to leave like a chafe mark here? Um, and he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, look, she has fair skin. And the guy was just kind of like, well, I think this is the best one. I mean, he was like so informative about it. He wasn't like put off. He was just kind of like, and I thought I was being kind of, you know, Mr. Funny Haha. But no, he was the, the guy's like, well, I think actually this would probably be the best because it's a softer rope and it's less likely to hurt her skin. And nice. she was just, yeah, it was like, I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, God, I think I found like the only S&M Home Depot worker. It's a, or the, he's just a pro. Or he's a pro. He's just yeah. a pro. You know what I mean? Maybe he's tied up many women in the past, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people said 2015 sucked, and I thought it sucked. I thought it was one of the worst years I've had. And the way this year ended for uh-huh. me was particularly tragic. Um, oh, my. One of my idols. Oh, yes. Rock star, icon, Let Me Kill Mister died. Yep. Is that yeah, how you say it, Monday. or is it Killmeister? I've always said Killmeister, but okay. I don't know. Is it Killmeister? Yeah. I don't know. Let's just call him Lemmy. Okay. Because um, that's what the world knows him as. Right. Lemmy, Lemmy to me was the embodiment of rock and roll. Hmm. Like, the, he's like everyone said, you know, he was the elder statesman of rock and roll. But you know what? To me, he was an iconic rock and roll figure 
that just represented everything that, that rock and roll is. You know, living fast, you know, drinking, drugs, rocking. Like, the guy toured. That guy toured up until, like, 20 days ago. Right. And that man was 70 years old. Yeah. He probably and, should have stopped at 60, maybe. I well, don't know. people say, like, well, Keith Richards is, you know, like, almost 80, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but the Rolling Stones didn't tour like Motorhead tours. Did they you know? not? I don't actually know. Well, there's no way. I mean, the, yeah. the Rolling Stones had their fair share of partying. But I, I think I bet you the last two decades, it's been like, you know, Geritol and, you know, some Metamucil and that's about it. Right. Whereas like Lemmy is still putting speed in his jack and drinking it before going on stage. I mean, the guy, the, the, yeah, the guy is the, a, a living manif- was a living manifest- manifestation of rock and roll. Okay. There's everything what rock and roll is supposed to be. I believe and, that. And uh, the, the other thing about Motorhead too is the uncompromising style. Like he never, that guy never adapted to trends in music. No. Like, uh, you, you know, Motorhead's been going since like 75, um, 40 years. And over that time, they've never changed their sound. Whether that is to their detriment or to their success, um, I, I, fe- I feel it's the latter. I think it's their success. But um, The only mistake I can recall is doing that song for that movie Airheads. That was kind of dumb. Other than that, I think it was all right. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that's the yeah. thing with, the, with Motorhead, though. It's like, you know, they went through many different trends. I mean, they could have been hair metal, like in the late 80s, because like, like Ozzy. Like Ozzy started doing hair metal songs because that's, that's what was popular. Well, they were on the you fence know, of a few different genres, you know. Well, and that's that, good. I mean, they were kind of like you know speed metal. Um, uh, def- they never went to death metal uh, territory or rap metal. Thank, thank God, I couldn't even imagine that. Uh, but they always just produce you. There is a dependable sound of a sound of Motorhead, right. and you know that's the only band I've ever seen sixteen times. Wow, which that's is a, lot a of long times. time to see. I mean, it's a lot, but they played every year. I've only ever seen them once, and that was with you. That was a that in was August. A, your birthday gift. Yes, it was indeed. I got in some trouble for that. Uh, your, your girlfriend was mad or something, right? Yeah, I took Harrison instead of my girlfriend to that show. I, I guess I must have been. I think I was drunk, and I, I said like, oh, "I got next ticket to Motorhead." But you know, we're going to get a lot of fun comments on Facebook about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I said that. But that being said, it was your birthday, and I right. had just taken her to Motorhead uh, like a few months prior. And I got to say, the show that I saw with her was way better because mm. that show that we saw was in August and Lemmy was already ailing. I mean, he just he was. Went, it kind of bummed me out because I'd seen that band so many times at that point and to see him barely able to walk up to his mic and then have somebody hand him his guitar. And then I, he didn't fuck up the lyrics. I think he fucked up. They had to restart one song. Right. And I, I mean, he still sounded okay, but you could just tell his voice sounded weaker um, he didn't banter with the with the crowd. It was all the the guitarists that was going up and uh, like you know hey, everybody like trying to incite the crowd. Whereas usually it's Lemmy in the forefront. So that's why it kind of bummed me out. I could just tell I was like I think this is the last time I'm ever going to see this guy. It's the last tour. But you know and and then afterwards he canceled a couple shows. Remember right. in Austin. But I mean to be fair, when most people are dying in their seventies, it's like oh he could barely make it to holiday dinner. And he just sounded like a shell of it. It's not like he came out on stage and, you know, had trouble picking up the guitar and his voice. You know what I mean? It's not that oh, bad. No, I mean, that's it's the really thing. not that bad. I mean, Lemmy's 70 mm. years old. The dude's been battling health issues for a while now. He still played for an hour. 
Motorhead songs. You did. I mean, it was very impressive. It was just, you know, I, I, I could just kind of feel that. I was like, it's probably the last time I'm going to see him. The man loved cutoffs, too. He loved those. He loved his cutoff uh, mm-hmm. jean shorts. So anyway, uh, yeah, so let me uh, just celebrate his 70th birthday uh, on Christmas Eve, actually, December 24th. Uh, he learned two days later, on December 26th, that he was afflicted with a, an aggressive form of cancer. Ah. And uh, yeah, and then he died on the 28th. What kind of cancer was it? You know, it did say. Yeah. Um, I didn't really see it, but it probably was like pancreatic or something. Something that happened. Well, I, I, of... I've read that with a lot of... Well, okay, that's not true. I saw it on a TV show. But with uh, if you heavy cocaine or am, amphetamine use can give you like bowel... Make your bowels necrotic or some, some shit like that. Wow. This I is... mean, it, you know, I think he probably used both in spades. Right. I can imagine. Um, you know, we did say uh, after the you know the past few years, I mean, he's had health problems the past several years. Uh, he switched from Jack and Coke to vodka and orange juice. Stopped smoking cigarettes. Okay. I mean, the, the man smoked cigarettes and drank Jack and Coke up until he was like sixty-eight. Right. You know, and I mean, it's it's impressive. I don't know how many people can live like that. Did you ever actually meet him? No. Um, I've met him a couple times. I mean, I've seen him at the Rainbow. Playing fucking video poker once yeah, or twice. Yeah, he, outside but. he used to sit in the corner and he'd play uh, play video poker. I used to see him there. I've seen him there probably about like seven or eight times. But I only talked to him once when I was there. Okay. So I remember uh, people would come up to him and bother him for a picture. And usually he was... Lemmy was a cool guy. Like he was very amenable. And he was like... You know, well, I mean, he obviously was probably didn't want to be bothered by you all night. But I mean, people come up to him and be like, Hey, Lemmy, can I get a picture? Can I buy you a shot? And so I was there one time with, uh, actually, this girl that I wrote about in my book, uh, Hammer Time is what I used to call her. Oh, uh, yes. Um, I was there with Hammer Time, and uh, she was like, hey, check it out. There's your boy, Lemmy. And I was like, oh, yeah, Lemmy's sitting over there. She was like, go say hi to him. I was like, I'm not going to go up to him and say hi. Like, I, I don't know. I feel self-conscious about doing that. Like, would you do that? I mean, I usually don't. I, I lived in New York for a long time, and... New York kind of teaches you not only to make eye contact with with randoms, but also if you see a celebrity, just pretend they're not a celebrity. That, that's the same with LA. Because then you you look like a goon if you're like, "Hi, you're Ben Stiller in a baseball hat. I love you in the the move." You know, you don't. Yeah, do that. you don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. No. Um, but anyway, so she because she was a an attractive woman, like runs over and jumps on his lap, and he was all stoked about it. And uh, so I walked over there, and yeah, we ended up like uh, chatting and hanging out with him for a bit. Um, I think we were, t- we were talking about the Lusty Lady, which was his favorite strip club in San Francisco. Okay. Um, unfortunately, it closed down a few years ago, but it was it was one of those places where you go and you put quarters, and the 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 the, the, the like thing lifts up, and then you can see the girls all naked in like an aquarium, like a peep show. It was like a peep show type okay. of place. I think you can get dances there too. Um, or private shows or something as well. That, that, I mean, that's what that concept is, D. I, and this show? has come up before where you, you talk about it as if it's like some amazing concept created by aliens that was introduced but to But you world. never see those anymore. Like when, when you go to strip clubs, they're all like strip clubs, like deja vu where you walk in, you sit in a couch and there's like a They stage. are rarer and that's because uh, it's it got school. harder and harder to get people to mop up cum. Yeah, that is true. As the economy improved. You know, I've only been in there, uh, like, I'd only been to Leslie Lee maybe twice, but I didn't touch anything. I was just, I put a quarter in there, and then it just kind of, like, stood there. You know, it's, everything's covered in semen. Yeah. Like, years and years of accumulated cum. 
It's gross. But I mean, come you know the they come dies, sperm dies. And I imagine they use quickly. bleach to like clean that thing out. But yeah, God, that's a thankless job. You know when I first learned about. Uh, nocturnal emissions and and sperm and such in i don't know fifth grade i thought when it came out of you they were like little tadpoles like tadpole sized sperm well then you're not that far off that would just be squirming around tadpoles? no not microscopic like the size like, you oh, know like full like size an inch tadpoles. long you know squirming around in your bed all over the place jesus you're an imaginative kid and i was like god damn that's frightening did you uh i mean were you freaked out when you had your first nocturnal no, I wasn't because by I, I think by then somebody had explained it to me better, you know, because at first I asked a teacher and, and she's like, well, they usually die and disintegrate before you wake up, you know, and I'm like, well, that's somehow more disturbing, you know? No, it is disturbing. Yeah. I, I remember uh, actually the first time I ever had a nocturnal emission, I was freaked out. Hmm. I had to ask my mom about it. Really? Well, yeah. Huh. I, I thought something had happened. I thought it like a, like an internal fluid like had escaped from my body. See, I, I know by that point I was too private of a person to ask my mom about stuff, but she doesn't know. But I remember when I was a little kid and my, like my balls descended or a little while after that, I was like, what are these slugs? What are these slugs inside my skin? I thought they were like in, slugs. I thought they were but slugs. Your testicles were My slugs. testicles. Yeah. I thought they were. Te- and I'm like, what are these things? I, I, I think I have a problem. Like, oh, I think, I think I have a lump. I think it's cancer. But I was like, you know, four. See, this is a good thing to ask Lemmy about. Like, if you saw him at the Rainbow. He'd have a lot of helpful advice. Yeah, I, I imagine he probably would. <laughs> um, but anyway, when I saw him at that time, uh, we ended up doing a shot and hanging out. And he was with this girl who's exactly what you'd picture a girl that Lemmy would shag. Mm. Um, she was a backup dancer for the Jenna Tortures. Had, like, a mohawk and, like, a, her head was tattooed. And the end of the night, she was leaving... Or they were leaving, and she was driving this uh, Harley, and he was on the back. And it was like, wow, you know, Lemmy truly is a uh, legend. He is. You know. And also, I never understood why anyone would be afraid to ride on the back of a motorcycle with a woman. I, you know, it was just, it, you didn't pick, you know, you, like, that was, wasn't what I expected. You expect Lemmy to be on this iron horse. But, nah, he was, like, totally cool. In the back, wearing jean shorts. Wearing cutoffs, yeah. I mean, yeah, you wearing can, cutoffs. Yeah, what are you going to say? Yeah, no regrets. Yeah. Uh, a couple other interesting facts about Lemmy. Did you know that he was a roadie for Jimi Hendrix? I did not know that. That's how he got his start. Hmm. He uh, used to go find drugs for Jimmy in unlikely places. Uh, he said that uh, Jimmy, Jimi Hendrix used to make very bad jokes because he was out of his mind on acid. But probably the best guitar player you'll ever see. Did you know that he once traveled back in time to ancient Rome and threw a chamber pot at Julius Caesar? I have heard that a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. Um, was he high on acid then or was he? Yeah, he was on, he was on, I think mescaline actually. Mescaline or yep. something. Um, Lemmy actually uh, was reported to have had sex with over 2,000 women. It's a lot of ladies. I can imagine. Um, even though he said uh, later that it was uh, half that amount. But still, that's a lot of sex, so. But, I mean, if you're in a band and you're touring since the mid... You know what I mean? The early 70s. The fuck? That's a long yeah, time, Yeah, dude. yeah, it's a long... And plus, for I mean, 40 years. 40 years. And I think there's a lot of women that would just have sex with Lemmy for the story. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. I remember I saw him one time in, uh, in the 90s in Chicago. And Jinx Dawson once had sex with an elderly Charlie Chaplin. 
Just for the story. Just for the story. Yeah. Um, I was in Chicago and I saw Motorhead open up for Wasp. And uh, yeah, it was like, uh, and it was funny because after Motorhead played, everyone's like, fuck Wasp. Um, Other people have told me about that tour where they're like, how the hell is, is Lemmy opening I, you know, for fucking Blackie Lawless? How is this going on? I, I couldn't believe it. But at the same time, I stayed around, you know, to watch Wasp because well, they're very entertaining. You know, Wasp had like the rack that they would like chain a girl up to the rack. And, uh, and, and I mean, that's, fuck, that's, fuck Like a Beast is a good song. That's relevant to my interests. But anyway, after Motorhead had finished their set, Lemmy went backstage and brought out these two skanks and was like, I'd like to thank these ladies for a good time last night. And so I was like, wow, that's the caliber of women that uh, Motorhead must shag. Mm-hmm. You know? Was it? What was the caliber? It's bad. Not very high. Not very, okay. Yeah. But at the same time, it was still like, at least there are girls who are having sex with Lemmy on a regular basis. You know? Absolutely. Different towns. I imagine that guy probably had sex with a lot of women. Um, so uh, Lemmy, you know, was in Hawkwind. Right. He was in Hawkwind uh, for a few years, actually. I believe he didn't. He say that they kicked him out for doing the wrong kinds of drugs or something like that. They kicked him out for uh, well, I think it was like several times he had missed the the tour bus because he had woke up in the hospital. But he'd been doing speed, and they kicked him out for that. Right, the, the wrong yeah. kind of drugs. But I mean, the, I mean, some of the best Hawkwind songs are the ones where he's on vocals. Yeah, I mean that's, yeah. uh, and you know they went on to. Uh, keep doing albums and, and I think it was you know I think it was fortuitous because then um, you know he went on to meet Filthy Phil Animal Taylor and Fast Eddie Clark for Motorhead um, which I don't think they frowned upon speed use yeah they I guess uh, Hawkwind is all about the psychedelic experience yes so if he had been doing LSD that's kosher but uh, speed not kosher um, I guess in, in uh, 1980 Lemmy decided to have a complete blood transfusion done because drinking 15 years of drinking and drugging and taking a toll on his system. So this is in 1980. Is that the thing where they like they take out your blood and then they oxygenate it and they put it back in kind of no, thing? No, they give you they give someone you else's blood. blood. Yeah, okay. same blood type. So he's, he said he figured it'd be like an oil change, out with the old and with the new. But Lemmy held, after, after, held off after his doctor ran some tests and determined that he would react badly to healthy blood. Hmm. He well, said, I mean, that was a bad time to get a blood transfusion also because it'd be like, ah, now you have AIDS. Sorry, Yeah, guys. I know. Like yeah. in the early 80s, I'd be nervous about that. Uh, apparently, he had become so toxic, mostly from all the speed and alcohol, that fresh blood would have killed him. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and also, uh, here, there's a funny story here I read. This is all from Rolling Stone, actually. It had uh, 15 stories about uh, Lemmy. It's pretty interesting. But uh, this last one here. So, you know, Lemmy was obsessed with Nazi Germany. I didn't know that. Yeah, he collected uh, all sorts of Nazi memorabilia, like outfits. I mean, he has like full SS uniforms. Um, but I guess uh, one time, uh, Al Jorgensen from Ministry said uh, he uh, went over to, I guess he played a show with them in 1995. He knocked on uh, Motorhead's bus, no answer. So he just opened the door and there's Lemmy in a full Gestapo uniform spanking a naked chick with a riding crop. And she was just loving it. And so was he. So he just said sorry and closed the door. Yeah. Would you be, uh, being that you're a half Jew, would you be opposed to doing that? If a oh. girl was like, I want you to dress up as like, you know, Luftwaffe SS guy. I'd, yeah, I'd absolutely do that You'd in a second. you be into it? I mean, to be honest. <laughs> I, would I, you buy an outfit though? Buy a, an actual legitimate uniform? For the right price, yes. 
I mean, to be honest, I have more of a fantasy of a woman pretending to be Ilsa, Queen of the SS, and dressing up like that and fucking me up. That's more my thing. But I, I mean, those are some handsome fucking uniforms. I'd put that on a second. Which is what? Which is what Lemmy said. Lemmy's like, you know what? It's about the. It's not about the ideology. It's about the uniforms, the look. And then you know, being a half Jew, I can. If anyone's like, well, that's right. I'm a half Jew. Fuck off. You're like, you know, that's why I'm, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm using it for sexual purposes. Right. Exactly. You know? And I'm allowed to. Look what he did to my family. My but uh, another actual thing about Lemmy, a lot of people may not know, is that he was, before Hawkwind, he was a bit in a band called Sam Gopal. Sam Gopal, yeah. Which is a band based around an Indonesian tabla percussion player. But Lemmy wrote all the songs. And, and did vocals. And did vocals yeah. and guitar on all of them. He claimed in his book that he actually wrote all those songs in a single night on speed. What, the whole album? The whole album. They only had one record. They only had one record. Escalate's great. Oh, it's It's a great great record. Yeah, Yeah, I've been listening to it this week. He was also in another band called The Flying Vickers, but he played guitar in it. Have you heard that? No, I've never heard that. They kind of sound like the Beatles. Mm, Weird. You know, it was just, yeah. I mean, kind of just generic sounding, you know, um, yeah, generic sounding Beatles type band. Um, But yeah, Sam Gopal was like his first foray into the uh the psychedelic experience absolutely and then hawkwind and then motorhead just kind of he was just finally doing the, so he came into his own just doing the music that he wanted to do yeah yeah but yeah i met let me uh several times uh he was just i always was like and you, you know when you meet you meet somebody you consider your idol like i have two people that i, re- I really respect I mean, other than your parents, you don't want to say like your parents or family, but two people that I don't know that aren't related to me that I really respect. It was Lemmy Kilmister and Iggy Pop. Okay. And when you meet people, you know, you're always wondering like, what if they just turn out to be an asshole? You know, it's like that would, that would suck. And every time I met Lemmy, he was awesome. He's just a really cool guy. Nice. You know? Cause I would think after, <clears throat> I don't know, after 10 years plus of being famous, you get kind of sick of meeting fans, you know? Yeah, like imagine. at first it's like, oh my god, the people care and whatever, and then I probably after a while it gets annoying. Well, I think the thing is with Lemmy too. It's like he achieved icon status. He wasn't like this, you know, wealthy, uh, world famous rocker like Mick Jagger. I doubt Mick Jagger's sitting at the Rainbow Room meeting fans. You know, I don't think that probably ever happens. He's not, but I believe Keith Richards says that that his drug was always people just sucking the off his adoration, ego, yeah. adoration. Yeah. So. Mm. But I think with with Lemmy, Lemmy is just like, you know, he's a real person. It's like you could do a shot with him. He's just going to be a cool guy. He's just um, like you or me. <laughs> he thinks he's people. He thinks he's people. But yeah, the the world will miss him. And we're going to end the show with a uh, one of my favorite Motorhead songs. So um, yeah, rest in peace, Lemmy. Hell of a way to end the year. But at the same time, the guy was 70 years old. And uh, think how many drugs he's done in that time. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, people, this is episode 513 here of Sick and Wrong, the first episode of uh, 2016. It's the first one this year. Uh, we have How Sick exciting. And Wrong, yeah, we have Sick and Wrong news coming up, and then we've got some phone calls to get to. But first, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase. 
free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So Harrison, a bit out of practice here because we've had the uh, the holiday show. And it, you know, it's it's weird because there's all these news stories happening during the, ne- the over the two weeks that we t- kind of take a little bit of a break, you know. And so, yeah. uh, so a lot of stuff been going on in the news. But recently, a couple of interesting uh, interesting articles that came about here was uh, Bill Cosby finally charged. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I wonder what's going to happen with that though. Wait, was I'm sorry, was he charged with yeah. actual? No, criminal he was charges? charged with sexual assault. He got arrested. He was arrested and okay. charged with sexual assault, posted a $1 million bail. Uh, I've been a little out of it. Okay. Huh. Wow. Um, these are charges stemming from a uh, uh, alleged drugging and rape of a former Temple University employee named Andrea Costan. Uh, the assault took place at his home in 2004. Okay. What is the statute of limitations on rape? I don't actually know. You know, I, I'm not quite sure either, mm. but I think it's, uh, it might even be 20 years. I'm not uh, sure. Yeah, 20 years. Whereas right. I know like a lot of these women that are accusing him from the 70s and the 80s, it's like, you know, it's kind of hard to prove that right. at that point. But yeah, so um, finally, there are some charges, some re- legitimate charges against a 78-year-old comedian. All right. Uh, did you see like his mugshot was everywhere? No. Oh, you haven't seen, you, no. have, you just haven't been reading the news. I haven't been reading the news. Yeah. This is, this I've been is busy. Like a, I've been dealing with family. I had, to, I had to deal with my dad. I had to see my dad and, and he was like, my dad is like the, the prototypical angry old conservative Jew, right? Well, your and, bio dad. No, no, no. My dad. Oh, your dad. Oh, okay. Your dad Not my biological you. father. And uh, he was like, I was at a restaurant and uh, I saw these uh, young people and at one moment... They were all sitting there and just looking at their phones and not talking to each other. And I think this is why young people have no conscience and everything's bad. Well, that's a typical old person observation. It is. I mean, to some degree, I kind of agree with that. Like, I think like, oh, yeah, I guess, you know, because I'm getting older, I start to think some of those things. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, like a hundred years ago, people were like, you know, I saw these young people and they were listening to the jazz music and shouting 23 skidoo. I mean, how are they going to go fight the Kaiser in his airships <laughs> in that state? That I, was, I was trying to teach my young son Ephraim about the shipping business, and he's smoking one of those jazz cigarettes and going up and down the parlor doing the jitterbug. Goddamn Victrolas. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Right? I, I, I mean, I feel like be, the yeah. same, every generation has some complaint. Has some device and complaint. You know? Especially, I mean, I, I find the same. I find it kind of annoying, too. But at the same time, it's like, whatever, that's, that's, that's what happens. That's progress. That's time. Right. You know, get used to it. So what'd you say? Did you, did you correct, did you like, uh, did you correct him? Did you, uh, usually whenever you him, usually when any of my parents say something like that, I just say change ain't looking for friends. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good, which uh, I think I stole response. from Al Swearingen on Deadwood. Change ain't looking for friends. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably just start mocking them, asking about like, when's Matlock on? Yeah. You know? God damn it. Um, another big news story, the affluenza teen. Oh, I love that kid. Affluenza teen. You've been following that one? Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, he was arrested in Mexico this past Monday 
Ethan Couch, the affluenza teen, with his mother, Tanya, stayed a few nights at a resort in Puerto Vallarta, uh, where their behavior was odd, actually. You know, uh, they, they signed in with, like, a fake name. Yeah. So, so this kid, uh, for people who don't know the story, this kid was drinking and driving, like, a year ago, and he killed four people. And right. injured like six others. Drove right into a crowd he of people. He was 16 years old at the time. 16 yes. years old. And when he uh, went to trial for this, the lawyers, I mean, he must have had the best Jewish lawyers of all time. I'm sure, yeah. His they managed to make rich. a case around this fake disease, I guess, called uh, uh, infliction, I would say. Like uh, this fake affliction called affluenza. Right. Which is if you're so wealthy and you've grown up just immersed in all this wealth that you're uh, you don't live in like reality right and your parents don't actually raise you but rather i don't know a woman from barbados or some shit you, you know, know what not to not to defend this kid in this in this fake illness but uh his mother did offer him cocaine when he was nine <laughs> i don't know if I... <laughs> so he didn't he didn't grow up in the best uh familial environment cool mom syndrome uh but yeah so uh you know he ended up getting off he got 10 years probation, but then he skipped town. Which is nothing for killing four people. You know what I mean? Like, how? why do you got to skip town? Like, I, I've been on probation. You just got to, all you had to do was show up at, have a job, show up at a thing once a month. And there was actually a kiosk, a computer with a, like a video, like, like a Max Headroom lady who's like, have you been arrested in the last month? Have you changed your address? No, no. Fucking send you on your goddamn way. It was fine. Yeah, but I didn't even get drug tested. I think with this kid, though, if he had been convicted of anything, he would have gone to juvie, probably. Well, maybe, I don't know, at 16, are you tried as an adult? He wasn't tried as an adult at the time. So he probably would have been done like two years in and juvie, then got yeah. off with a couple years probation. In, in, in this case, he gets 10 years probation, which he inevitably is going to screw up. You know, he's going to like leave the country or do something Well, because he's, I don't know how they test it, but apparently you're not supposed to drink at all. Yeah. During, I mean, all I did was drink when I was on probation, but apparently you're not supposed to do that. So now this kid uh, has violated his probation. Yeah. And uh, now he's probably going to be facing some real charges. Um, but what's interesting about this whole story. The but inter- I mean, it does kind of make the, ju- like the judge who said the affluenza thing, it does kind of validate that the fact that his mother was like, yeah, let's leave the country. Yeah, let's, let's flee. It's like you maybe know, he really did have bad there. guidance from parents. But at the same thing, if it was like a black kid who was like, you know, charged with something. And then the lawyer tried to be like, well, he was, you know, left. Affluenza. Yeah, he was left uh, outside of a McDonald's by his mom at the age of four and, you know, was raised by a hobo who thought he was, you know, Jack Lemon. Then the judge would be like, well, that's, that is an explanation, but not an excuse. You're going to jail forever. That's what yeah, would happen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Even yeah. at 16, he would have been tried for as an adult yep. and then went to prison for the rest of his life. Oh, yes. But yeah, but being that he was uh, privileged, uh, he got off. But do you know what the internet pointed out, which is kind of interesting? His mom looks just like Carrot Top. I noticed that. Oh, my God. The, it's yeah, amazing. It's, they're identical. Right. It's, it's, it is, it's, yeah, it's, it's uncanny, the resemblance. Um, and Carrot Top thinks it's kind of funny too. Like he uh, tweeted out a picture saying, "Hey, wow, my sex change actually went quite well." You know, he got a sex change in Mexico. Anyway, moving on. Another big story that uh, came out in the news this week. Did you hear about this? Th- this is kind of amazing too. I'm surprised Bill Cosby might be using this line of defense. All right, he should hire the same lawyers. 
Uh, so this article came in from a guy named Richard. Richard wrote, this is fucking brilliant. Millionaire businessman found not guilty of raping teenager after he, quote unquote, accidentally penetrated her. Okay. And so you're kind of like, accidentally. How do you penetrate someone accidentally? I, um, I don't know. I mean... I don't think I've ever accidentally... I mean, I probably have... No, you acc- always kind of consciously, you know... Well, you know, I've it. had a, I've I've done the thing where uh, I've been sleeping and had sex and not even know and like I wasn't even conscious. Hmm. So I don't know if that if that counts. But the girl was conscious and the girl was like, "All right, I'm down." She was okay. Yeah, but she said uh, she could tell that I was still kind of like in like a you know a sleepwalking kind of. I mean, I've fallen asleep during sex <laughs> and then woken up in parts of it like what you know. Yeah, that's always pleasant. That's happened before. Yeah, yeah. I've I've actually had a girl have to like slap me and be like, "Wake up." It's like, well, that's why, I mean, that's one of the hazards of uh, drinking a lot and having sex. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm surprised I can even get it up. So a millionaire businessman has been found not guilty of rape after he claimed he accidentally penetrated a, a woman when he tripped and fell on her. Hmm. So it's kind of, ama- that's an amazing defense. And I, and I would not be surprised if Bill Cosby used something, uh, a similar type of defense here, you know? Except the thing was that with him, it's like he'd have to use it. Well, it just happened like fifty times. Well, know? I mean, you could, yeah, and you could have a, like a slapstick disorder in which you know slipping on banana peels turns you on or something like that. You know, well, that could be, or you know, or a, a pudding pop. A pudding pop. A pudding yeah, pop. Yeah, it fell on the yeah. ground. <laughs> Next thing you know, I tripped. <laughs> Landed in her vagina. Now, what you got to do is you got to put the, the banana peel on the floor and you slip and you get to die, you know? And I, th- I think that could be... I can't really do defense. Cosby that well, unfortunately. I wish I could. I've never been able to do anything. Oh, no, I can't. I like, like, I, and then I fell and, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can't do oh. it. And now I just sound like you're 77. I can't. Yeah, mm. no, it just, it doesn't work well. It's so I mean, hard. I, I really. If he was Scottish, he could do it. If I had like five wishes, that would be one of them. Do Cosby. To be able to do good Cosby, even though it's totally tasteless now. I wait, think Eddie Murphy could pull it off. Wait, who's Scottish? No, I'm saying if Bill Cosby was Scottish, you'd oh, have I could this do down. It. You'd have this down. So this guy is a Saudi, a Saudi property developer. I mean, the guy's very wealthy. His name's mm. Isan Abdullah Aziz. He's 46 years old. These He's, are all things that make him sound very likable. Yeah, yeah. Very likable man here. He was initially accused of forcing himself on this 18-year-old that she slept on a couch at his London flat. Um, the uh, property developer said that he had already had sex with the young woman's 24-year-old friend. Huh. And it was possible that he may have been exposed out of his underwear when he tripped and fell on top of the 18-year-old. You know, it's possible. Sometimes your willy can just fall out, you know? I mean, I don't know, man, because sometimes like when you, if you're, if you, I mean, usually when I have sex with a condom, just because whatever, but when I'm not wearing a condom, even if the chick is wet, there's still a little like herky jerky shit you got to do to get it in there. At least in my experience, you know? Well, but that's it really ever just slides right in. You got to like do a little like. Eh, eh, well, you know, that's go, the thing. It's in. not like some big gaping hole that you right. could just like you know. It's like putt putt or something, a miniature golf where you're just gonna fall and like land in the hole. It's like yeah, you know, there's a bit of maneuvering involved. Yeah, 
You know, you got to position right. You got to stick it in. Vaginas are not the Sarlacc monster. Okay. <laughs> Let's remember that. Well, people. it depends on the woman. Okay. Um, I'm sure Lemmy's experienced that a few times. Uh, the 18 year old claimed that after a number of drinks at Abdulaziz North London home, she fell asleep on the couch. She said she woke up to find him on top of her, forcing himself on her. Mm. Now that to me is a believable story. Yeah, that's how you, know, that you makes drink sense. a lot. There's an 18 year old girl half naked passed on your couch. Yeah, that that that's because let's say you have a, a fucking hat trick of a weird fall and you actually do land in a woman's vagina. I, if that happened to me, I'd be, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, I, I did you see the banana peel? I, I, I yeah, you know, I wouldn't be like, well. I might as well just uh, see this through while I'm doing this, you know? It's a funny story. <laughs> I was coming out of the bedroom. Yeah, no, I, I don't, what you would do is you'd be like, you, I, I'm so yeah. sorry. I don't have no idea. I was sleep, I'm sleepwalking right now. I, yeah, I would make up some excuse. Your, your Bill Cosby sounds more like an Amos and Andy kind of thing, but. It is very racist, know. isn't it? I don't know. You know, well, kind of. Who am I to say? I'm not an ethnologist. I, yeah, I can't really do any voices except for my dad. Right. But that doesn't really count. People like that, though. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, she uh, woke up to find him on top of her, forcing himself on her. Uh, the prosecutor says she woke up with the defendant kissing her and penetrating her. Hmm. Uh, she said, what are you doing? And he responded, it's fine, indicating that her friend's sleeping. So like her, that he's not really cheating because, you know, the friend's sleeping. So she won't even know. Um, that didn't work. The girl got up, freaked out, tried to wake up her friend. Her friend wouldn't wake up. So then she just got out of the flat as quickly as she could. So she just left her friend in the, uh, in the flat. The old it's fine defense. It's fine. Uh, so Abdul Aziz, this was his defense. So now you had the, uh, the prosecutor establish that the girl, 18 years old, woke up, man on top of her, penetrating her. Right. So then Abdul Aziz takes the bench. He takes a stand. Ooh, he def- oh, he okay. Yeah, he takes a stand. He's being mm. questioned here, and this is his defense. He said he accidentally fell on the teenager, and she was trying to seduce him. So she was trying to seduce him. He fell on top of her, and that's probably how his DNA got onto her, because there's no other way. He said, quote, unquote, I'm a fragile person. I fell down, but nothing ever happened between me and this girl. Nothing happened at all. It's possible that there was some semen on my hands because I had just had sex with her friend. So maybe that's what got onto her. Oh, so he fell and then put his... It's like a fucking slip and slide now. Well, what, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, so the guy has sex with her friend. Was he covered in ball milk? And then he accidentally trips, falls on top of the girl, penetrates her friend, the 18-year-old, and then gets semen all over as well? It's, that's one for the CSI text, I guess. I don't know. That's crazy. So what's amazing here is uh, after about 30 minutes of deliberation, the jury came out and acquitted him. So he's acquitted of all charges, found not guilty of rape. That's crazy. And it's happened in the UK. This is in London, yeah. That's insane. It's amazing. You know, it's amazing. I think, I think that, I hope this guy used the Bill Cosby voice in court. Right. You know, maybe that's what convinced him. The pudding, let's call this the pudding pop defense. Okay. All right. You know, you fell and you, you yeah. penetrated a girl accidentally because of the pudding pop. But yeah, believe it, believe it or not, he's acquitted. I think what probably happened 
is uh, the guy, maybe the guy's lawyers met with a foreman of the jury beforehand and was like, hey, listen, everybody gets a brand new Aston Martin if you just find me not guilty. Yeah. Find my client not guilty, new Aston Martin for everybody. I'm sure. And so after 30 minutes and of hearing this ridiculous story, they're like, yeah, he tripped and fell. It can happen. Sometimes you get semen all over your hands after you have sex. It can happen. And then they drove away on their Aston Martin living yeah, happily this, ever after. This poor girl. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Bill Cosby used a similar defense. What do you have here for the next story? Well, one man kills another after taking hallucinogenic drug. Okay. The, hmm. I, I mean, I, at first, it doesn't sound that outrageous. All yeah, I was it? about to say, not, I doubt that's the first time this happened. A Canadian man killed a British man after the two took a hallucinogenic plant brew known as ayahuasca together at a spiritual retreat in the Peruvian Amazon, authorities said Thursday. Harrison, uh, haven't you done something like this? Haven't, haven't yes. you done a spiritual retreat? I have done. I've done a couple of these. Um, I've taken ayahuasca. I've taken iboga. Oh. Yes. Did you go to like another country to do this? I did. I went to Costa Rica I, I, with a shaman that oddly enough I met at a party at Topher Grace's house. Oh, now that is odd. Yeah, it's just one of the stupid LA things that happens. Yeah, like, that's like an LA story. Yeah, you're a, yeah you're at the house of a guy who was on that '70s show, and then you meet a shaman. And it so, happens. wait, you you went to Costa Rica, yeah. and how long did you trip for? Um, I, I, well, I went twice. It, the The boga thing was like two or three days. Two or three days of yeah. of, of constant tripping. Like, yeah, and no boga is a little downs. more intense. And boga is like you're laying down the whole time. Somebody's watching you to make sure you don't die. And you actually go like into your own mind. Did you uh, like uh, come across any revelations? And then later I found out that this shaman was actually once on charges for somebody dying while taking this drug under his care, which is yeah, good. Maybe, thing. maybe do your research. A fun thing for him to tell me afterwards. That was it beneficial, like the experience. Wasn't as much as beneficial as I thought. It's usually given to people who are like actively addicted to heroin or something like that or alcohol at the time so wait were you using it be for that reason no i was kind of using it just for you know my own Soul personal searching. enlightenment yeah so i think it's more transformative if you're actually like a full-on addict at the time but it wasn't quite there was like a giant you see these african tribesmen dancing everybody sees this and their paint their bodies are painted like skeletons because they're the buiti tribesmen that's what they do so you see them. They're dancing all the time. But they, they weren't there. This is a, a figment of your imagination, part of the trip. It was a hallucination. A yeah. hallucination. Yeah, right. they weren't there. And uh, no, they travel all the way from Africa just for me. <laughs> no, but I mean, were there dudes dressed up dancing around? No, no. This oh, okay. is a thing that happened. And there was a giant skull god that was screaming at me, mostly in a language I couldn't understand. But occasionally it would say things like, <clears throat> you know, oh, you've lived in... Los Angeles for over a year and you've never watched the sunset over the Pacific Ocean. You're a fucking asshole. Oh, wow. So you, what, you get this asshole skull god thing berating you? Yeah, I mean, well, it's like... three days? It's like talking to a god. It's like you can't really comprehend what he's saying. And then he's like, he he has no patience for your bullshit kind of a thing, you know? So he's just calling you out on all your foibles. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but that sounds like the worst trip ever. It wasn't great. I mean, it's not It's not fun. It's not like, bro, we did the... No, I, it's not something I would ever recommend to anyone. I did get some, you know, in, a few, like, interesting insights and ideas out of it. And, you know, it was something so to do. So there's no, like, lava lamp, black light poster kind of thing, listening to Grateful Dead, Pink Floyd? No, no. It, no. And it feels like you, you're going to die. It's weird because it's like you trip, 
And then once you come down from the trip, you're still a little bit tripping. For a day, you feel like you you just got bitch slapped by a gorilla for two days, and you feel like the most depressed you've ever been. You're kind of like crawling around, and then you sleep for like 12 hours, and then you wake up feeling like the best you've ever felt in your life. Do you puke your guts out like you do on peyote? I did puke a couple times, and it was like, Everything was so spinny that I can't, I couldn't even, they had to help me walk to the, the toilet, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that sounds pleasant. Ay- ayahuasca was a little more pleasant. Um, it was, it was very intense, but it was, it was a little more pleasant. Does it last three days? Is there a shaman? It, it lasts, they want to make it last until like you, I don't know, talk to your spirit guide, which I'm not sure. I talked to like a lizard. I don't know if it was, but I was like, yeah, I did it guys. I, I've had enough. Cause it was like a while. It was like. I don't know, 36 hours, something like that. Yeah. Wow, that sounds intense. It was. So what if your spirit guide was someone you hate? Like for me, like Vincent Gallo or something. Then. Or like what if your you spirit guide's hate, like Ron Jeremy? Then you hate yourself. Would you just have to deal with it? My spirit guide that I saw one time was, uh, he's a, an old biker named Reginald. Okay, so is this Who's, a guy? And that, he's seen it all. Let me tell you, he's been, he's been through it all. So you kind of like he's a, got a lot of wisdom. So, a guy very similar to Lemmy, then. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah. You know, oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. So, anyway, do, but do, okay, but do you, do you, did you feel a propensity towards violence? Absolutely not. Like so this is interesting. I wonder if this person's a violent like uh, Chav or something. Yeah, tripping. I could barely like figure out how to like walk around. You know. Um. Yeah, that's that's a trip. Yeah. So, so what happened here? All right. So, witnesses told police the Canadian man, 29-year-old Joshua Andrew Freeman Stevens, that's a lot of names, killed the British man, Unias Gomez, 26, in self-defense after Gomez attacked him with a knife during an ayahuasca ceremony near the jungle city of Iquitos Wednesday night, said some guy. You know, I heard this is big business over there. I mean, like, there's a you can go online and you oh, can definitely. find like different uh, sites is. where they like come to Peru and you can take a real ayahuasca. I've paid thousands of dollars for things like this. How much is it? I think when I did it, it was like twenty five hundred. You know, uh, I was uh, recently chatting with a girl who wants yep. me to come to Thailand with her to do. Uh, Ibogaine or whatever. Was it Ibogaine? How do Iboga? you say it? Iboga, whatever. Yeah. Iboga. And she's just like $2,500 a person. Yeah, no, that's how much it costs for me to do it. You know how much a, a, a tab of ecstasy costs? Like $20. $25, yeah. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do that. No, I mean, and it's not something I would, it's not like a full, like, yeah, you know, it's not fun drug, Iboga. It's not. Well, that's what I was saying to her. It's like, you mm. know, you have this romantic notion of what this is going to be like. It's not going to be fun. No, it's it's like getting the shit beat out of you by gods you've never even heard of. I don't want to be insulted by the skull god. No, you don't. Yeah, my esteem, my my self esteem is already low enough. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow, a source said Gomez apparently used a knife from the kitchen of the alternative health center Phoenix Ayahuasca to attack Stevens. Stevens ended up killing Gomez with the same knife. I wonder if that sobered him up. Probably not. Uh, stabbing him in the chest and stomach. Phoenix Ayahuasca did not immediately respond to requests for comment. <laughs> its Facebook page describes it as a safe place to experience plant medicines and explore the true nature of the self. Except for the kitchen full of knives. Yeah, watch out for the knives. Yeah. 
But yeah. Um, yeah, don't is... you think they would like uh, maybe keep the knives away from the people that are tripping? You'd think so, but I mean, usually it's, it's for. I've never heard of ayahuasca being like a violent experience. I mean, unless you're like, I just got out of San Quentin. I'm going down to the jungles of South America to do this here drug. I once could. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're just like fucking. A fucked up violent lunatic. Well, I don't get it. Are you in like a padded room or a teepee? Like, where, where are you tripping? Are you on a bed? Uh, I was, in, I was, well, Iboga, I was on a bed in like a, a bungalow in the Costa Rican jungle. It was like I had to take like a puddle hopping plane oh, out wow, into the okay, jungle. It was like fucking heart of darkness. Well, that you sounds know? authentic though. That it was, like real yeah. Deal, yeah. It definitely was. And there was like another Costa Rican guy who was telling me stories about the frogs and their divine power. Because there were all these frogs that were like following me around. It's weird. I don't know. But what about for the ayahuasca? Where were you like on the floor of like a teepee? Uh, it was, this was like a, they had a, you know, fire. Like you could go inside if you wanted to, but they had, most people like hung around outside near the fire because you're supposed to commune with nature. So you just sitting walk there around Indian a bit. style? Yeah. Just commune. Oh, okay. Walking around a bit, you know, talking about shit. All right, that makes sense. That makes kind sense. of, you know, touchy-feely white person But don't bullshit. you think the shaman would have been like, you know what, I'm going to make sure that these knives are far away from the people that are on mind-bending hallucinogenics. You'd think so, but the, the shaman, I mean, just like therapists, shamans aren't always the most stable people. They're shamans, you know what I mean? Well, that's another thing. You're, you're really trusting in this this quote-unquote shaman who doesn't have yeah. like a medical degree or anything. He's just a guy who says he's a shaman. Meanwhile, you're incapacitated I think this guy had a degree days. in holistic medicine. Okay, once which again. Which is like nonsense. Yeah, I was about yeah. to, he's got a, a degree in unicorn medicine. <laughs> it's like, and, and meanwhile, you're like incapacitated three days sitting there. He could just like rape you. He could accidentally fall on you and penetrate you. He could. Like Bill Cosby. He couldn't. Yeah, I knew there's nothing you could do. He, I had to listen to him rant about his father a lot because his father was like a general in the army and he became like a total hippie and it was like a whole drama. And he was like, I'm writing this email to my father. Let me read it for you. There was a lot of weird shit like that. It was bizarre. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Especially you're just like, hey, this is my trip. Shut up. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so so what happened of... here? Um, well, that one guy died. And uh, the other guy's fine. Oh, okay. So yeah. did, is the guy charged with a crime? Or is no. it like, ah, you're on ayahuasca, no, it was self, shit happens. It was self-defense. Wow. Um, and uh, That's got to that's gotta ruin the trip. I believe so. And somebody who, you know, who does this for a living gives these people, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, the police chief of the area said, it might be folkloric, spiritual, or whatever else, but that doesn't mean it isn't a drug that dramatically alters your state of mind, said Marquez. Yeah, uh, way to overstate the obvious. I, th- I mean, I think it kind of brings into it kind of brings out what you got inside more, you know. Well, so, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like you know, obviously, this probably mm-hmm. this person had violent tendencies, and this just brought it to the forefront. And then uh, here's a little fun thing. Also, in 2012, an 18 year old American man died during an ayahuasca retreat in the jungle, and the shaman leading the ceremony buried his body in an attempt to cover up the death. Well, see, but I mean, that makes sense. If this guy's running a business, he probably doesn't want the negative exposure. Yeah, but I mean, it's usually, it's usually covering, burying the body to cover it up is usually never the, like the greatest move. I wonder if he was tripping while he was doing it. I'm sure he was. So, but I mean, because my shaman was tripping while he was, yeah. So, well, I mean, if you think about it, like you know, you go read the Yelp reviews for this place, and like, well, a couple people died. Right. Most people are fine. We got like a ninety percent success rate. 
you're probably going to go to the other shaman. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Eh. Anyway, it looks like it uh, it worked on you. You're such a, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, really, really got my shit together. Productive member of society. So. I, I think, it, like, really all I, like, I, I got more out of the other, some of the other bullshit white people things I've done. But that one, I just kind of walked away with a, an idea for a children's book that I still haven't really put together. So you didn't have any kind of buyer's remorse after that? Like, God damn it, I just spent a lot of money doing this. No, 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 no. You got to try, you know, you got to. experience. You get, you never know. You keep doing these things. Maybe one day one of them will actually fucking work and fix you as a human. Hey, you know, you never know. I heard that in uh, Silicon Valley, they're actually, there's groups that uh, they, they get all these uh, innovators into a room and just force them to do LSD. That's how they get their new tech ideas. That's that fucking garbage with Steve Jobs. You know, fuck Steve Jobs so hard. <laughs> I hate that guy. Because everyone there, like I, I had a CEO for a while, he just yell and curse. And it was just because he wanted to be like Steve Jobs, because that's what Steve Jobs did. And that's what everybody does. If you, if you become a high executive, it's like, oh, I got to start yelling and cursing and, you know, taking out like that, oh, that place. Don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me fucking started on Silicon Valley. You probably don't. Anyway, people, uh, send us your stories. Take on podcast, hotmail.com. We got phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to our first call, uh, here's another word from our sponsor. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word fiddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, and you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you. Call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We need some better calls. Seriously, Harrison, I was like going through the calls. They've right. gathered over the past couple of weeks. Okay. I understand it's the holidays. I understand people get very intoxicated over the holidays. They do an assortment of drugs. But, you know, we, we kept getting these calls that were like 10 seconds long of someone who could barely even, you know, uh, articulate the racial epithet they were trying to say. Ah. Like they could barely, I mean, they were trying to insult us, but they couldn't even say it. It's like people listen. If you have something to say, call the Sick and Wrong Hotline. We'll play your call. If it's under three minutes, it actually is, you know, somewhat substantial. Right. If we can actually understand you, we'll play the call. It's not just you calling us the F word. And by the F word, I mean Finlandian. Most most of it's like anti-Semitic and yeah. they're really, really drunk and you can't really understand. Or you know what? A lot of times it's like they start saying something and then they just stop and it trails off and you can hear people talking in the background and laughing and that's it so you know it's hard to keep a co cohesive uh so thesis together in conclusion i'm just saying we need some good phone calls so give us a call 206-666-3846 shit stories you know thought experience whatever it is just tell us about your lives we'll we love you here on the show we, we, love we, we, we love you this is the way we mm. connect with the listeners Yep. So we did get some good calls of this uh, this yeah, week. This gentleman um, is great. Yeah, this first guy here mm -hmm. is uh, remarking 
about um, our comments from a couple weeks ago. Right. I think I understood about 75% of it, I want to say. But it's fun. Oh, Dean Addison. Almost said, almost said Dean Lance there. Uh, I kept episode 500 unplayed because I thought, fuck it, it's the last one and I, and I wanted to savor it. And then, then my prayers were answered and you fucking made more podcasts for this new bloke, Addison. And it is, well... Is this Ewan McGregor? No, Ewan McGregor doesn't even sound like this. To me, he does. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> when I hear Ewan McGregor in train spotting, this is what I think of. All right. Well, yeah, no, I don't. This is more like, this is more of like a Begbie kind of Oh, Begbie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's it, What's that actor's name? I'm going to have to look that up. Okay, all right. All right. But anyway, I love this voice. Like, if I talk like this, I don't know, man. My whole life would be different, and I think it'd be greater. I think it'd be better. I think you'd get laid a lot more. I think I would. Or, or I'd be like in a weird syndicate, criminal syndicate in London or something, you know? <laughs> oh, good, man. You, oh, you saved us from fucking deplorable pain and agony. I don't know if they're not have fucking sick in their own to listen to. Anyway, this is Jonesy from, I'm uh, calling from New York City, actually. Um, there's, a little, there's a little M. Night Shyamalan twist. Yeah, he's not even in Scotland. No. Actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, do you think this guy, is that a Scottish accent? You know, it's weird because it's like, it could be like one of those northern those parts northern, where it kind of sounds yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like in Leeds yeah. or Manchester. Like that old guy who was on Gotham and he was on uh, Luther where he's like, yeah, John Luther, yeah, dude. He's not Scottish, but he, I think he's from... But he has, he's close enough to Scotland yeah. and that kind of sounds like a, an amalgamation of the two. Anyway, I'd love to have this guy read, you know, just I should, do audio books or something. Yeah, I, like I should pay this guy to do an audio book of my, my book. Yeah. I'd actually listen to it. But keep it up. I haven't got anything sick and wrong to say apart from going to like rubbing dogs and what have you. Rubbing dogs. Rubbing, what is that? A rubbing dog. Oh, I thought he said robbing dogs. <laughs> I haven't gotten anything to say out of that robbing dogs, you know. If, no, not, no, I mean, he was talking about rubbing tugs. Rubbing tugs, got yeah. it, sorry. But keep it up, and uh, I'll think of something funny to say next time I call you, you bastards. All right, stay gay. Well, there's a new salutation. Keep it up. Stay gay. You can count on my axe. Wow. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love this guy. He's I great. love this guy, too. I Jonesy! Would love, I would love to drink with Jonesy. Jonesy must call again. Thank you, Jonesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second call here is about uh, Roadhead. Please don't headbutt me. Here we go. What kind of faggot retard hosts a goddamn podcast called Sick and Wrong and never had Roadhead? First off... <laughs> What are you talking about? That it'll never end in climax. My wife gives me a fucking uh, blowjob on the on every long road trip that we have, and it's fantastic. And I come and I don't fucking run people over. You, what life are you living, you fucking pussies? Well, yeah, this guy has a great point. My my sexual life is really kind of bland and <laughs> you know boring. He no, he's, he has a great point there. Yeah. What are his kids doing while she's on this? family vacation uh, they're watching fucking spongebob they you know got, they got their goddamn cell phones yeah always staring at their cell phones 
Yeah, that's probably what's going on. Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest, I, I, you know, I, I like, I like my. Uh, how can I say this with it? I like my cock in a in a woman's mouth, but I don't like to come from getting head. Right. You, I like you, it as a, as foreplay as a prelude to. Okay, but what about like uh, if you if you just decide to have sex with a girl like porn star style, you know, where it's like you she gives you head in the beginning, then you fuck for a little bit, then you finish in her mouth. I don't like to finish in the mouth. Never? I've done it, but uh, it's not my, hmm. you know. But this is I like even... to finish in the place where the thing is meant to, where the thing <laughs> is meant to go. And what I you got to, to do is the button pops in the Theo and you get <laughs> to take the, yeah. Yeah, I know. No, that's where I like to, to, to be, you know, that's where I like Yeah, but it, it, it makes up. sense. But plus, this, like, this doesn't even involve actual sex. Like, you're just mm. getting... A blowjob in a car. Yeah. And I like to be able to concentrate. Like, I don't even like music playing when I'm having sex. I, I, I want to be able to concentrate on what's going on. I'm very yeah, easily distracted. I'm very easily distracted. I need to go into fucking reptile mode and become, you know? A bit of the ADD. A little yeah, bit of that, yeah. A little bit of that. Um, but, th- but the thing is with this guy, what kind of car do you think he's driving? Um, I'm going to say a Ford Fiesta. I'm going to say he's not driving a Prius. A I think Honda it's, Prelude. I think it's weird to get uh, blowjobs in a Prius. Oh, yeah. I, it's just weird to, to me. It's like yeah. if I was driving a Challenger. Like yeah, me. Like, like you. That's yeah. a car you get a blowjob in because a girl gets into it. She's like, wow, I'm wet. This is a you know an erotically charged moment. I'm going to give you a yep. blowjob. But when they get in the Prius, they're like, God, this guy is yeah. probably vegan. You know, it's and I just can kind of feel condescension. It's, it's not sexy. It's not a sexy car. So that's why I'm not getting roadhead in the Prius all that much. But it makes me wonder what kind of car this guy drives. Around you're in. saving money on gas. Forty miles a gallon, Harrison. It's yeah. nothing to scoff at. All right. Um, but yeah, what, what's your excuse? You've never had roadhead ever. Yeah. That's weird. That is weird. I like, I'm doing. You know what I mean? I'm driving. I'm probably drunk. I'm trying to concentrate. I, I, if, I, if sex comes into the picture, then I got to go into a hole. I got to concentrate. On, it's too much. You know, it's what a I mean? lot going on. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather you concentrate on the road. I'm a simple deviant. So I, wear your seatbelt when yes. you're getting roadhead. All right. Uh, the last one is uh, a little too long, but we'll get to the point. We're gonna kind really of skip quickly through here. it. Yeah, yeah. Some guy calls in. It's like a Christmas call, actually. Hey, sick and wrong. This is Gordon from North Dakota. Uh, had a sort of a sick and wrong Christmas question for you. So a few years ago I was coming back from visiting some family um, <clears throat> on another part of a very flat state. And uh, it was- This is Garrison Keeler calling. Yeah, I was about to say, or it's, uh, what's his name that played Spider-Man? Uh, Toby Maguire? To- Toby Maguire. That's what, does he, he sounds to me like Toby Maguire. Oh, I don't even remember what Toby Maguire sounds like. And like I'm, this. I'm glad to. Wasn't Toby Maguire in the Pussy Posse? Was he in the Pussy Posse? Wait, maybe. that was DiCaprio. Yeah. Was McGuire in the Pussy Posse? Might have been. Hmm. I'm not yeah. sure. It was like DiCaprio, Robert Mugabe. Jonah Hill. Chaka Khan. And uh, the ghost of Boris Karloff. Klaus Nomi. Yeah. <laughs> it was about a 200-mile drive. Everything was going good. Nothing to really see. Uneventful. White. With great power comes great responsibility. So, uh, noticed a bunch of traffic slowing down in front of me, and 
Put on Spidey suit. Spidey sense is tingling. in the middle of the interstate. And I realized that... Uh, He's losing me. I'm one of the first yep. people Let's to just come skip to the end of this okay, here. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. And God, longest narrative ever. To sit there for the next five to ten minutes telling them to hold on even though he's breathing and has this labor oh wait 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 so i did skip ahead no no no. so he's driving on the highway some guy got into an accident i don't know if he if the guy was on foot because i didn't listen to the whole thing because i just couldn't i think it was a motorist okay somebody got hit by a car Let's just say, all right. And the it guy, was a semi, like yeah. went off and nailed another car. Seriously so this dude, injured. This dude pulled over mm. and was what comforting a dying man. Yes. Um, this glazed over look in his eye that just says, you know, he's not here and he's definitely not going to make it. So my Christmas question to you is, what is the protocol for comforting a dying person? Uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that, that Owen was... Harrison. All of us in the Midwest. You know why we all sound like Native Americans? Because we're drunk. No, oh, that's a good uh, point. It's a good point. I did that's know that. Yeah. I did know that, yes. Actually, I don't think this guy sounds like a Native American No, at all. I don't think so at all. Yeah. yeah but he no. does sound drunk. He sounds like a drunk Toby Maguire. Right. So his point is, what? what's the protocol for comforting a dying person? Well, uh, I saw a man die on Hollywood Boulevard. There's a whole story surrounding it, which I'll have to talk about in another episode because it's crazy. But uh, he got hit. He was he was like hit jaywalking, by hit by a car, fell out of his shoes, flew in the air like Superman, out of his shoes. Jesus. Then he was dying in the road. You know, there's a bunch of people and me and this chick, and uh, we called the a- Amber Lamps. We called, called that. the Amber Lamps. Amber Lamps. We called them. And... Uh, Actually, later in the year, it inspired, or like maybe a year later, it inspired me to take a first aid class so I wasn't so fucking useless in a, such a situation. Well, were you going to give the guy CPR or something? Well, I couldn't then, but yeah, if you know how to do it, you can do it if you're certified. I think I would wait for someone else to do that. Well, th- you know, it took a while. It took a goddamn while. What by, if, like, that's by the, the time way the ambulance got there, he was dead. Okay, but what if that, that's that's how you got herpes? Like, if you had to like tell a girl, so I got herpes because. That's a great way to. Get herpes. To get herpes? Yeah, yeah. Upstairs or downstairs herpes? Mm. Well, not down... I mean, hope not downstairs. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I guess it depends on how dead yeah. this guy is. I can't believe you've never got downstairs herpes from caring for an accident victim. What the fuck kind of pussy are you? Anyway, um, yeah, so this guy uh, was dying, and it was like you hear the death rattle coming out of him, you know? And it was like, nah, nothing we could do. You know, later I knew that, oh, you can do the chest compressions to the tune of staying alive or in a pinch night fever by the Bee Gees. I would, I would be nervous about rhythm. even doing that. Like even like, because uh, what if you like broke a rib or something and then the family sued you for well, murder? If, it, if somebody's, you know, dying. It's very uh, litigious of that what, society. It is. Then, it is. Know? But, you know, hey, who knows? Anyway. What'd you do? We just called the police and kind of stood there. But some people were like down next to him. And they were, you know, one person was holding his hand. I think that's what you do. That's how you comfort somebody who's dying. You hold their fucking hand hmm. so they don't have to go into oblivion completely alone. See, I, I don't know. I've always thought that if I was in that situation, I would 
probably cradle the person like i'd like so they'd be on my knee and i'd be holding them and you'd be like no be like, yeah exactly i'd just be like you're not gonna die on me you're not gonna go you're gonna come on you're a tough guy you're gonna wait this out we got an ambulance coming you're gonna be call fine. it and then when he dies 10 33 p.m that's when i scream mm. no okay yeah and then the ambulance will come and they'd be like yeah you you just moved an accident victim <laughs> and uh, not only is he not dead, but he's now paralyzed because you moved his spine. And I'd be like, well, it was a dramatic paralysis that right. happened here. And you'd be like, I'm D. Simon. I always gargle with salt water before I scream. No. I think what I would probably do is uh, maybe put my headphones on of whatever I was listening to mm -hmm. and just kind of, yeah, maybe hold his hand. Oh, know. would you do the thing where you put one headphone in your ear, you put mm -hmm. the other headphone in his ear, you're like you're fucking 22-year-olds in love on the subway? And we'd both listen to the last episode of Sick and Wrong. Right. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a very touching moment. Okay. Actually, what I would do is I'd probably wait for someone else to give him CPR. Maybe I'd mm. call 911. Right. But I don't know if I'd want to touch another person, like a dead body. Like, would you hold the hand of a dead body? Well, you hold his hand until he dies, then you let go. That, that's kind of traumatic for both parties. Haven't you, have you ever touched a dead body? Well, I've touched dead bodies at like funeral yeah. homes, but not a... They're a bomb and they leaving. feel really cold and it's weird. But, but what I'm saying is like, I don't want to be the last thing this person sees. That's fair. That's I, th I fair. think it would be awful. I mean, just hold his, hold his hand and get somebody more attractive to come over and stand over him. Are you like rubbing the top of his hand? Or are you just holding the no, hand? I'm not trying to create a weirdly sensual experience for the man, <laughs> you know? Do you have like a, do you go to Target and have your dying man kit that you buy? No, but I should. You should have something like that just in yeah. case. So this dude actually comforted the, the guy. I, you know, I don't, is there a protocol? Like what is there? I don't think there's a, a specific protocol you need to follow when someone's dying. I mean, I'd call 911, I suppose. You, you call them, I mean, hell, it's nice to hold their hand. Is all I saying. probably wouldn't air my grievances. I probably wouldn't. No, don't talk about you. I, I wouldn't. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I, just I probably be at a human being. I probably wouldn't make fun of their outfit no. that they're wearing or something. Oh, you know? I can't believe you're dying in that. <laughs> God, those shoes yeah. were cool back in 1992. You want me to run in Target, get you something else to die in? <laughs> now, something I, respectable? I guess holding your hand and maybe humming a, you know, a Tori Amos song or something. Right, yeah, I'm sure the the that would really uh, the Mexican guy dying in the road would really be, be able to relate to fucking Tori Amos. Okay, maybe Kate Bush. Crucify us, I'm just saying it's something mm. soothing, you know. Okay, maybe Alanis Morissette. Yeah, you know, and don't don't like sing "South of Heaven" by Slayer. Yeah, so you know? think of something in a Spanish language that you know. Well, if the guy's Mexican, you know, you know. he's probably Mexican. Yeah, if it's in this LA. guy, I think was Mexican. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, people call the Signal Hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six. We definitely. Are, I'm. I'm looking forward to some new calls here for 2016. Yes. Some substantial calls. I'm looking forward to dying in the middle of the street while D. Simon stands there thinking about holding my hand and decides not to. Yeah, That's, but I will, so if, if I don't hold your hand, though, yeah. I will still sing you the Tori Amos song. Okay, great. All right, will that work? That'll work, yeah. Compromise, That's what it's all about, all right. people. Uh, Sick and Wrong uh, t-shirts, new t-shirts coming in the new year. Actually, I, this past couple weeks, you know, I've actually done something. I, I didn't just, like, get high 
and watch Netflix for the past two weeks. I designed a new Sick and Wrong tea. And uh, with Harrison's input, of course. Yes. Um, Not only that, we have two possible designs well, that actually, we're debating we, on we right now. We have two designs yeah. that, uh, that we're thinking of doing. So I'm hoping by the end of uh, this month, we will have the new Sick and Wrong t-shirt uh, ready to go here. So um, new tees will be available soon. Uh, if you want to buy a shirt right now, just go to the Cafe Press store. Sick and Wrong podcast. I think it's cafepress.com slash sick and wrong. Uh, finally here, Sigurong Song of the Week. As mentioned before, I'm going to dedicate this one to Lemmy Kill Mister, the inimitable Lemmy, icon of rock and roll. Um, the song Iron Horse, Born to Lose. Have you ever heard that one? Yes, I have. It's one of my favorites. It's off the, uh, the first Born Motorhead to lose, record. Live to Win. Born to Lose, Live to Win. Mm-hmm. That's the mantra. Uh, one of my favorite lines in the song is when he's like, loaded forever, ferociously stoned. Okay. It's a good way to live your life, people. Loaded forever, ferociously stoned. And and yes, caller, I'll try to spice up my love life a little bit, okay? You're <laughs> right. You have a good point. Also, people that live in L.A., there are memorial services for uh, uh, Lemmy uh, to be held on January 9th over at the Rainbow Bar and Grill, the Rainbow, uh, in West Hollywood. So I'm probably going to be there for that. It'll be kind of fun. Are you going to be in town January 9th next I'm weekend? probably going to be in town. I mean, that sounds like... It could quite possibly be the worst thing ever, honestly. I think there will the people, def- I mean, there definitely will be some lulls. Yeah. You know, so uh, I'll probably get check it out for a bit. Uh, so next Saturday, January 9th, from 2, to 2, 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. at the Rainbow Bar and Grill in West Hollywood, there will be memorial services for the iconic Motorhead frontman, Ian Lemmy Kilmister. Yeah. Uh, people will be back next week with episode 514. Until then, take a sleazy.
Cat is out of control. Yeah, hold D. on a second. God damn it. That's why we gotta keep that door shut. <laughs> Fucker. Come here, monster. You're getting out of here. You're getting the boot, dude. You were getting the boot. <laughs> Read that part again. Trying trying to try okay. Trying to read a news story here and this hairless cat's climbing to me like a goddamn jungle gym. <laughs> 